Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Coach Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, an amateur baseball player. Welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety, variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, such as my own. All we do here is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the conversation. So find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Rizzle, and on the Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. And then be sure to bookmark and follow all of my other activities at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. It's a good time, but, uh, you know, you should know that by now. All right, folks, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. As you probably have followed in the news, the Russian invasion of the Ukraine continues this week. Uh, and, and it's not going well for the Russians, from what I seem to understand. Uh, they're not, I think they're expecting this to be all wrapped up in about three or four days, and they'd be welcomed like liberators into the country. Uh, it's not. It's not going well at all. Uh, they clearly have made progress. They are on the outskirts of Kiev, 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 capital city of the Ukraine. They made some territorial gains, but they've been losing a lot of equipment. Holy moly, a lot of equipment. And, you know, we live in a strange world at strange times. Uh, some people were saying this was his first social media war. Not true. Not true. Social media has played a big role in past conflicts. Well, this might be the first TikTok war. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I don't do stuff on there. I just watch it for the funny dog videos. But I've seen a lot of TikTok videos of these very attractive Ukrainians, uh, handsome men and pretty ladies, uh, apparently doing three-minute TikTok videos where they uh, explain to you, using, you know, their music and their filters and transitions, uh how to drive? How to drive abandoned Russian equipment? Uh, so there's a video of this lady on top of an armored personnel carrier and showing you step by step what buttons you have to push to steal an abandoned Russian military vehicle. So there's that. That's that's that we live in strange, strange times. Um, even stranger is that the president of Ukraine. Used to be a comedian. Used to have, like, do sketches. Uh, was on the Ukrainian Dancing with the Stars and the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainians Got Talent version of that show. And, uh, you know, I've seen a few of his past, uh, you know, sketches. Uh, you know, they're not too bad, you know. Uh, one, however, was kind of funny. He was dressed up walking through a courtyard of the government buildings, gets a phone call from the European Union and says, Congratulations, you're in the European Union. Which they're not. Uh, and it's, oh my goodness, from the European Union, that's great. Oh, to Joy starts playing, which is the official national anthem of the European Union. War fountains turn on. You, you know, oh, it's great. Ukraine will be a great member. And the phone goes, oh, this Ukraine. I'm sorry, wrong number. We meant to call Montenegro. Better luck next year. And it hangs up on him. He goes, well, oh well. 
maybe next year, and, like, walks into a government building. And it was, like, 8, 10, 15 years ago. Now he's the president of Ukraine, and some of those buildings have been bombed. <sighs> Crazy. Crazy times. Um, another strange thing, I find this, this this conflict very fascinating, is that, you know, Russia is big. It's a big country. Big military. Apparently, despite as big as they are, they do not have air superiority. Like, they don't completely control the skies over Ukraine. Over the Ukraine. A lot of their planes keep getting shot down. Which is which is why I think like they thought this would be a whole lot easier than it was because it was right. Um, so they still don't control the skies, and although again they're making territorial gains slowly, they seem to be losing a lot of equipment. And what's strange is on Twitter and TikTok, there's all these abandoned vehicles with flat tires and whatnot. And uh, you know, originally I thought by them, they, I guess they must be snipers must be shooting these tires out from a distance and whatnot. Uh, but I read a, 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 a Twitter thread from a maintenance official, someone who ran maintenance in the U.S. Army for about two decades, and he says, okay, no, those, those aren't, those aren't, uh, tires are being shot out. That's sun rot. So if you basically, if you leave a vehicle sitting in one place for months and months and years, you turn it on, you run the engine, and then you turn it off again, but you don't move it around, the sun will start to eat away at uh, the tires and become very brittle. And they're not really good tires anymore. They'll be okay on the highway or, or, or things like that, but like going through mud and off roads and hitting logs and, and you know, rocks, they'll break. They'll they'll flatten out and they'll de they'll just fall off the side of, the, of these vehicles. So, a lot of these vehicles have tires on one side, they're fine, and on the other side, they've they've crumbled because these vehicles have not been moved around in the last three or five years, and being out in the sun, the sun has made the tires brittle. And, you know, like, well, you know, surely they move them around. Well, I'm sure they submitted reports that they did, but if they don't have the gas or the motivation to organize that, they'll just say, yep, we moved them around because they never thought they'd be invading the Ukraine, so... Now there's these huge logistical problems of these tires just sort of falling apart and they don't have tires to replace them. So a lot of these vehicles are getting stuck and there's videos of tractors towing them away, stealing them, uh, people driving by, throwing Molotov cocktails onto them. It is a, 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 a very strange situation there. Like nothing has gone exactly to plan from the Russian perspective. Uh, they still might take over the Ukraine, but it is, uh, it is a hassle. And um, the longer it takes, the more economic damage happens to Russia. So uh, Russia has suffered a bunch of sanctions, and I'm not going to go into too much of that, but I find it interesting of how many these sanctions are piling up real, real quickly. So the European Union has shut down the airspace to all Russian aircraft, so meaning like, if you have an aircraft that's owned by Russia, you're not allowed to fly through Europe, which is going to make it real tough to get to European capitals. Uh, the United States has shut down its airspace to Europe, to Russian aircraft, which means a lot of these Russian oligarchs that have property in Florida, they're not going to be able to get to them. Um, yachts, billion-dollar yachts have been seized. That's kind of funny. 
but it's they're continuing to be isolated. So the International Committee Olympic Committee has called for international sports to ban all Russian or Belarusian uh, athletes uh, or only to let them compete on their own and like not officially from Russia. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, football champion, like, soccer champion league final, uh, was pulled out of St. Petersburg. Uh, Formula One racing canceled their, uh, race there in 2022. The Russian Grand Prix was canceled. Uh, and then what I, the National Hockey League, uh, was, is going to suspend all Russian relationships. Uh, they're going to shut down the Russian language websites and not host games in Russia. Uh, the International Ice Hockey Federation suspended all Russian and Belarusian clubs because Belarusia is participating in this invasion and whatnot. They're, they're kind of a, they're an independent nation, but they're kind of like really tied closely to Russia. Uh, and they're also withdrawing the rights from Russia to host the uh, World Junior Championship. And uh, some ice and soccer teams are refusing to play against Russia teams. And then, and then, this is, this is, this is just blowing my mind. Uh, EA Sports, uh, the video game company, is removing both Russian and Belarusian teams from their FIFA 22 and NHL 22 video games. Uh, the European Broadcasting Union has kicked out any Russian participants in the Eurovision Song 2022 contest, obviously. Uh, the... Poland-based beauty contest Miss Supernational uh, said they would not accept a Russian um, contestant. Uh, and then uh, Walt Disney, uh, Warner Brothers, and Sony Pictures are pausing their theatrical releases in uh, Russia. Apple has refused to send more or send more or sell, send more or sell things to. Russia anymore, so there's no more Apple products, or they'll be gone real, real, real soon. Uh, European Network has banned RT, which is Russia Today, is a Russia, it's like the BBC of Russia, it's like the national state media of Russia. RT America, which is the American version of that company, has shut down, fired everyone, and probably will not be coming back. They've been dropped from a few satellite providers. Uh, so, 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 oh, and then also, like, tons of people's monies have been frozen in bank accounts all over the world. Even Switzerland. Switzerland, not really known for its uh, going with sanctions and being perfectly okay for taking money from uh, less than friendly people, has, has jumped on board to this and said that they would not, uh, they would freeze assets in Swiss bank accounts as well. Huh. So a lot has gone on this week over there. Um, lots of protests and whatnot. Uh, even Saturday Night Live last week had the uh, Ukrainian choir based in New York sing uh, to start the show. Uh, John Mulaney hosted him. It was okay. And uh, yeah, there's, there's just, just a lot going on there. It's something to really, really follow. You probably will see gas prices go up because uh, Russia is a major oil exporter. And uncertainty, uncertainty on the oil markets will drive up gas prices. Uh, the the West has not banned oil oil sales yet from Russia, which would cause a huge probably jump in gas prices. But uh, also, 
Uh, also caused a lot of problems in Russia. So we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be a really interesting week or two. So something worth worth to look at and whatnot. Uh, just just a slight sidebar. However, um, I have a lot of people argue with me on the Twitter. I don't mind saying that inflation, inflation, inflation. You know, I find it weird that you know people are blaming inflation for the increase in prices and products. If that was true, if inflation was driving up prices and products, wouldn't that mean that companies would be making the same amount of money but have to raise their prices to make that same amount of money? I don't quite understand, and maybe because I'm just a handsome redhead with a fantastic hat hosting a worldwide show that is loved by all except Hyundai, Understand that, you know, if companies are having record profits and their items are more expensive than other than ever, I don't think that's inflation. That smells more like price gouging. Alright? So listen, hey, businesses can do what they want. You know, if they want to raise their prices, they can raise their prices. That's not a problem. You know, if they want to make more money, sure, they can make more money. But don't blame it on inflation. When you damn well know you're just raising your prices to make more money. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. So, you know, maybe maybe I'm missing something. Not an economic expert. Only an amateur one. But uh, I, 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 before companies bemoan inflation, like, oh, you know, our costs are going up. Our costs are going up. Well, if those profits are going up also, I think the costs aren't going up that much. They're not going up that much, Coke Zero. Oh, I love Coke Zero. Well, anyways, that wraps up this week's Russian Invasion of Ukrainian update. Not quite all the highlights of Kanye West, but uh, Kanye West has not weighed in on this that I'm aware of. Sean Penn's over there. I think we should say Kanye. Send Yeezy to negotiate over there. What could possibly go wrong? Next up, folks, the lottery. Uh, I play every week. Haven't won yet, but when I do, my folks, I'll tell you what, uh, you'll never see me again. Or of a much fancier studio. I'm not sure, depending on what my current mood is. But anyways, the lottery. Uh, if you win, they usually have a big old press conference, hand you over a big old fake check, obviously. But, um... You know, um, um, you know, it, 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 you know, they give a big hoop to do. They have a whole news story about, it, and they're like, "What are you gonna do with the money?" But like, some people don't want to be. Some people don't want to be um, uh, notified. They don't want their name out there. Well, unfortunately, in many states, you don't have a choice. It's, it's a matter of public record. You would have to jump through a lot of different hoops to try to hide your identity, like make a fake. Make a make an LLC out of state and hide the, the shareholders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You just wouldn't be able to just easily do it to hide who won the money because it's a taxpayer funded government organization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, in Florida, they are going to be passing a law that keeps the name of the winner secret for ninety days, so that the so the hoop to do dies down over time. People have time to invest the money and whatnot, and aren't um aren't the target of scams, or even worse, because some lottery winners have been killed and whatnot over the money. And it has one strong supporter of this, uh, Doris Dugan Didi Moore, 
Uh, she says uh, this should be paid out. Uh, puts a target on their back. Uh, she would be an expert because she actually killed someone uh, about a decade ago uh, over lottery money, and she's in jail for that. She, of course, maintains her innocence, but uh, she probably did. But, um, yeah, yeah, even she says, you know what, we probably shouldn't tell people who now are worth tens of millions of more dollars now. So, this is a trend that a lot of states are moving towards. Uh, some states don't do anything. Uh, in some states, you cannot find it out unless someone might owe you money, and then, you know, they can let, let like, hey, this, guy's, this guy is not poor. They, they can get you know, the money. So they're like a court order release information. It will, but it's not automatically handed out to everyone. You would have to have a good reason to have it. So, anyways, um, uh, so that's, that's coming along now. Uh, in Florida, 90 days. I don't think it should be 90 days, but I think it should be... I think it should be more, like, forever or, like, 30 years. Uh, Pennsylvania does not have a law about, which is where I live, uh, does not have a law that protects the identity of lottery winners. Um, and you can submit a form and get that information sent to you of who won, where they live, et cetera, et cetera, which is, I imagine if you win the lottery, within about five weeks, you have eight boxes of junk mail brought to you daily from quasi nonprofit organizations asking for money. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Uh, if I did, I would just return those business envelopes with the material that says, no, thank you, and support the mail system by charging them to send back these empty envelopes. But anyways, uh, so if I do with the lottery, I'll probably have to give out my name to everyone, but I will move to somewhere else or get a bodyguard, a really attractive bodyguard named Hans, whose looks and rippling muscles would be more than enough to stop assassins. But since that's probably not going to happen, I probably won't keep him on retainer until I win. But uh, anyways, if you're in Florida and you win the lottery, uh, you got 90 days to get your act together before crazy people will come looking for you. And if there's one thing in Florida that I know for sure is that I got a whole lot of crazy people, including the governor. Speaking of crazy, what's crazy to me is that if you don't know who DC is yet, you are insane. He is our in-house DJ, and you can hear him on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with a variety of shows. I'll, I'll, I'll just list them down here for you. You can pretty much set your weekend evening music selection here on AWSM Radio. And I'll let, let me just tell you what to start. So last night, on Fridays, Fridays at 9 p.m., you've got DC live in effect. Okay, you don't want to miss it out while he kicks it and, and smashes the ones and twos Kicking the beats from his South Florida compound. Then on Saturdays, it's the DC House Party Saturdays. And DC brings his freestyling DJ to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you the Miami vibe without having to actually go down there. And uh, from the top clubs to the bars, DC will bring the party to you. That is Saturday at 10 p.m. And then on Sundays at 10 p.m., it's DC live in effect yet again. That's right, two, two of them. Every weekend, and on Sundays at 10 p.m., again, you don't want to miss out as he does it, does it once again from his South Florida compound. So, Fridays at 9 p.m., Saturdays at 10 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m., you've got DC Live in Effect, DC House Party Saturdays, and then DC Live in Effect again. All right here, my friends, 
right here on AWSM Radio. Moving along, friends, fitness and smartwatches. I've got a smartwatch. It's a Garmin. Counts my steps, how much water I drink in the day, stuff like that, heartbeat. Uh, but Fitbit is another popular uh, health device slash smartwatch maker. Uh, and actually, I had one of the original Fitbits, uh, but I lost it because at the time they had really, really terrible uh, sort of cases for it. Anyways, side note. By the way, they make smartwatches now. And now if you have one, you may want to check which one you have because they are recalling them due to possible burn hazards due to the lithium-ion battery. Inside, it can overheat and burn people. Uh, over one million of these watches were sold uh, in the U.S., and about half a million were sold internationally. Uh, so far, Fitbit has received 115 reports in the U.S. and 59 reports internationally of the battery overheating, causing injuries, including third-degree burns on two people. Uh, a lot of people wear these while they sleep, so they may not be able to feel it heat up until it is too late and whatnot. And obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's a burn hazard or whatnot. Uh, so, drop this down, folks, or at least back up, back it up on the podcast version of the show so you can write it down. Uh, they are recalling the Fitbit Ionic smartwatch. Uh, these were sold in slate blue, burnt orange, charcoal smoke gray, blue gray, silver gray, and a special <clears throat> co-branded edition with Adidas uh, in uh, ink blue slash <clears throat> silver gray. Model number FB503 is on the back of the watch next to the watch bands. Uh, they were sold in Best Buy, Target, Kohl's, Amazon.com, and of course Fitbit.com from September 2017 to just last December 2021. Uh, Fitbit stopped making this version of the watch in 2020. Uh, the commission, the uh, FCC, urges... Is that, is that FCC? Is that the right commission? Uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. So not the FCC. That's, 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 that's a different thing. Uh, the commission urges customers to stop using it immediately and uh, contact Fitbit to receive a pre-page packaging to return the watch. Uh, if you return... The watch to Fitbit, they will give you a $299 refund as well as a discount code for 40% off uh, some Fitbit devices. Not all, probably not the top of the line ones. But uh, yeah, they will give you your money back and give you a code to get something similar uh, and 40% off. So you might be able to get, might be able to get a few things. So uh, if you are a Fitbit user, it's a very popular watch. may want to check it. Uh, if it's working fine... Could be an opportunity to get a little bit of an upgrade and whatnot. Why take a risk? Why take a risk? Moving along to the world of entertainment news, James Earl Jones, who is 91 years old, if you can believe it. Uh, the voice of Darth Vader, Mustafa, uh, Coming to America, um, uh, Field of Dreams, uh, Sneakers, which is a very underrated movie. Uh, anyways, he is having a, a Broadway theater named after him in his honor, uh, in honor of his lifetime contributions to Broadway, the 110-year-old Court, the uh, Court Theater, previously named after vaudeville performer John Court, will be renamed the James Earl Jones Theater, according to the New York Times. Um, the Schubert Organization, this is a quote from uh, Robert E. Wankel, CEO and board and chair of, at uh, Schubert, the Schubert Organization is still incredibly honored to put James, an icon 
in the theater community, the black community, and the American community forever in Broadway lights. That James deserves to have his name immortalized on Broadway is is without question. Um, well, I mean, I would say, you know, immortalized forever, uh, probably for a while, like 110 years. I mean, I'm sure James Court thought the same thing, too. But, yeah, he's going to be on there for rest of our lifetimes uh, on this theater and whatnot. Uh, according to a statement from James Earl Jones, he says, It means a lot to me. It's too heavy for me to try to define. For me, standing in this very building 64 years ago at the start of my Broadway career, it would be inconceivable that my name would be on the building today. Let my journey from then to now be an inspiration for all inspiring actors. It means a lot. It's too heavy for me to try to define. Uh, so people know him from various, various other movies, but he also had has appeared in 21 Broadway productions, including his first stage performance in Sunrise at Camp, Campo Bello in 1958, Othello of Mice and Men, Cat on Hot Tin Roof, Hamlet, and King Lear. Uh, most recently, he appeared in 2016 in The Gin Game. Uh, in 1969, he took on his first Tony. He took home his first Tony Award for his role uh, as Jack Jefferson in The Great White Hope, followed by his second in 1987 as Troy Maxson in Fences, which was later turned into a movie. Uh, technically, he is an EGOT recipient. Uh, he received two Primetime Emmy Awards, a Grammy, a Non-Competitive Academy Award, and a Special Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement in theater. So, um, yeah, that is pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, so congratulations to James Earl Jones, who will now have a theater named after him, and well-deserved. He is an amazing actor. And again, Sneakers. He has a small role in it. Still a great movie. I think it's really great. I think it's really good. You should definitely check it out. Moving on to music news, Neil Diamond is selling his catalog of songs, including a trove of unreleased tracks, to Universal Music Group, uh, continuing the trend of artists selling their entire, their entire music catalogs to big uh, companies. Uh, the deals have not been disclosed, but compared to other deals like Bob Dylan and others, it's probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And um, all these companies are trying to lock down music rights because streaming is a thing now, and these companies make their money off of streaming music. Uh, so some well-known Neil Diamond songs include Song Sung Blue, Crackle and Rosie, and Holy Holy. Uh, includes 110 unreleased tracks, an unreleased album, and archival long-form videos. Uh, Diamond, who is 82, has sold, has more than 70 songs on Billboard charts and has sold more than 130 million albums. Uh, this group has already had controlling publishing rights for the Diamond Catalog since 2014. Uh, and the deal says the company will have the right to release any future music if Neil Diamond decides to return to the uh, studio. Uh, Neil Diamond put in a press release, After nearly a decade of business with UMG, I am thankful for the trust and respect that we have built together, and I feel confident in the knowledge that Lucian, Jody, Bruce, Michelle, and the global team at UMG will continue to represent my catalog and feature releases with the same passion and integrity that have always fueled my career. So, Neil Diamond has uh, definitely, definitely 
gotten a payday in here today. He's probably got lots and lots and lots of money uh, off of this, and uh, you know, he'll be set up pretty good. Uh, so uh, it says uh, Neil. This article from Deadline says uh, Diamonds songs have woven into pop culture for increasing frequency as his career has unfolded. The cover of "Girl, You'll Soon Be a Woman" factored prominently in Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, which is true. And then he used uh, Neil Diamond again in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In 1980, he played the lead role in the movie The Jazz Singer. And of course, Sweet Caroline, which is played at sporting, al uh, sporting album, sporting, sporting events all over the place, I find to be an amazingly annoying song to be sung at sporting events, but we'll get a few alcoholic drinks in here. Well, wouldn't you know it? Bop, 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 Sweet Caroline it is. Uh, and for those who like um, uh, musicals, the Neil Diamond musical A Beautiful Noise will begin with living engagements in Boston this summer before heading to Broadway. So if you like artists' songs turned into musicals, which could be famous, uh, that's coming soon. So congratulations, Neil Diamond. I hope you use your money well. Uh, feel free to sponsor the show. I wouldn't mind getting a Neil Diamond sponsorship now that you have hundreds of millions of dollars. Speaking of music, my friends, if you are driving home on the weekdays, there's only one place you need to go to for your drive, time, home, commute, music station. That's AWSM Radio, because between the hours of 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., you can listen to The Rock Sessions, hosted by the lovely and beautiful Rocks. Uh, she's going to be featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make it rock, rock style. So listen to The Rock Sessions. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 30, and yes, even Friday. I think I said Thursday instead of 30, but Thursday and Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., the Rock Sessions, right here on AWSM Radio. Now over to some baseball news. Derek Jeter, uh, who was the CEO of the Miami Marlins, I say was because he has left the position as of this week. He's been there for five years with the franchise. In a press release, he says, Today I am announcing that the Miami Marlins and I are officially ending a relationship. I will no longer serve as CEO nor as a shareholder in the club. Uh, we had a vision five years ago to turn the Marlins franchise around. And as CEO, I have been proud to put my name and reputation on the line to make that plan a reality. Through hard work, trust, accountability, we transformed every aspect of the franchise, reshaping the workforce and developing a long-term strategy for success. That said, the vision and the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as the new season begins. Uh, then the Marlins thank Jeter, and instead of press release, the Marlins thank Jeter for his contributions to the team CEO. Uh, Marlins owner Bruce Sherman said, the Miami Marlins and Derek Jeter announced today that they have agreed to officially end the relationship. The Marlins thank Derek for his many contributions and wish him luck in his future endeavors. We have a deep bench of talent that will receive both business and baseball decisions while we work to identify a new CEO to lead our franchise. So, basically, um, as I will talk to my next story, uh, there is a lockout currently going on in baseball. And uh, he thought that there would be a $15 million to spend on talent in this uh, year. But that strategy, quote-unquote, evaporated during the lockout. And he decided to leave the franchise. 
Uh, in the five years that he was in charge there, uh, the Marlins had a record of 218 to 327 games, so a losing record. Uh, but the best year, the best year uh, with their year SEO came during the 2020 COVID season, which was a little bit shorter, where they finished second place in the NL East and made the playoffs for the first time in 2003, uh, but lost to the Braves in the National League uh, Division Semifinals. I, I don't know baseball. I don't watch baseball. Uh, no word of what he'll be doing yet, but Jared Deere is now out of the CEO position at the Miami Marlins. Speaking of baseball, uh, they're in a lockout right now, and it looks like uh, opening day, which was scheduled for March 31st, will not happen. Uh, the players and the owners cannot come to agreement to a new contract, and therefore, according to some sources, the first week of games will be canceled as they try to work things out. Uh, like I said, they are currently in a lockout, which means um, players are not allowed inside the building. So there's no spring training going on right now, from what I understand. So they do need like at least a month to get their act together. And now it is more than a, less than a month to March 31st. Therefore, lockout. Uh, the players saying that uh, the owners are not negotiating in good faith, that they're trying to break the union, and uh, they will not agree with it. Uh, the union uh, rejected, uh, unanimously rejected an offer from the owners and continued to negotiate. Uh, the lockout has been occurring since late November, I think early December. Probably saying to yourself, oh boy, they've been negotiating for two months now. Why can't they come to a deal? Well, they haven't been. Apparently, the owners have only negotiated with them in the last nine days. So, uh, the players wanted to negotiate much earlier, but the owners refused to, and then thought that they could squeeze them by having such a short amount of negotiating time that they could get them agreed to a contract before opening day, and now, uh, well, it didn't work. So, they're still negotiating. Will this result in a cancellation of the season? Uh, I hope not, because I don't think baseball could handle that. They canceled the season in 1994, and they did not really recover from that for quite a while. Uh, they had another strike. It could uh, could cause a whole lot of financial problems for the league. But uh, hopefully they'll come to a deal. I will keep tabs on this for you. But for right now, right now, my friends, there is no opening day on March 31st. And the first week of games have been canceled. So if you are a season ticket holder, uh, those games are not going to be made up. Uh, they were pretty particular about that. So uh, wherever games get canceled, uh, they will not be made up and they will not be paid for them. So that will start to hurt people pretty bad uh, all around. So we'll see what happens with that. So I, I will bring you an update next week on what the status is of the... Uh, of the negotiations and whatnot. Uh, I honestly don't know what they're negotiating about. I mean, we're talking about folks who make millions of dollars a year, so I don't really care. But uh, they cannot come to agreement, and so therefore there is no baseball on March 31st. At least now. They might come to agreement like tomorrow, or they came to agreement now and I didn't read about it, and the opening date will be back on. But uh, as of right now... No opening day on March 31st. Speaking of sports, my friends, there are two shows on Wednesday night that you need to listen to. There are sports shows here on AWSM Radio. And I'll tell you what they're about. First up at 9 p.m., it's To the Rack with Mac. 
And uh, it is our go-to spot for all things basketball. Uh, hosted by NBA NBA expert Mac Daddy. Uh, he's going to bring you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise. So for all things NBA, tune in to To The Rack With Mac Wednesdays at 9, p- 9 p.m. right here on AWSM Radio. And then after that show, it's What's Going On. It is our Fox uh, Fox Sports affiliate show, providing listeners with over 150 years of combined sports knowledge. It's hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, and they have been the staple of Western New York sports uh, coverage for the last 20 years. And now they bring their expertise to a national stage here on our show, uh, this, this Fox Sports affiliate show, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So... For all of your sports needs, my friends, it is To The Rack With Mac, Wednesdays at 9 p.m., and What's Going On, Wednesdays at 10 p.m., right here, my fantastically attractive friends, right here on AWSM Radio. Next, we go to technology Zoom, which everyone became very familiar with during the heights of the pandemic, had a disappointing revenue forecast for the first quarter and full year uh, this week. Uh, surprisingly, not growing at the rate as it was during the pandemic, which, I mean, uh, a doy. I don't know why people thought it would be keep going. It's like, you know, investing in pumpkins and thinking that after October, you know, the, no- the November and December demand for pumpkins are going to be high. No, that's not how that works. Uh, so in the current fiscal year, they made uh, about $4.5 billion. And analysts had hoping that they would make $4.7 billion. So they're off by $200 million, and that was considered a big disappointment. I Okay. Uh, the stock, however, has lost three-fourths of its value, 75%, since October 2020. Uh, as you may imagine, you know, the vaccine was coming, so people weren't going to be on Zoom forever. So uh, that is, to me, unsurprising or whatnot. And uh, the Zoom said it has 509,000 customers with over 10 employees in January. So, um, so that, I mean, so, sorry. I don't mean like Zoom has only 10 employees. I'm saying that they have over half a million accounts that you that have over 10 employees is what, is what I'm saying. And that's down a little bit from October of $512,000. They also plan to stop reporting the number uh, every quarter, uh, but they will have it at the end of the year report. And uh, according to uh, Kelly Zuckerberg, Zoom's financial chief on the video call, she said, uh, what's happened over time is, uh, as we see tremendous growth in online as a channel, it started to kind of overlap there which is why we don't think it's really an appropriate metric to use anymore going forward. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday Part with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, the Instagram, and Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. Uh, subscribe to the podcast version of the show at anger.fm slash Colt S. Taylor, published usually on Sundays. And of course, if you haven't already, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs. And then if you can, find a good charity to donate to. 
to support the ongoing conflict in the Ukraine, you most certainly should. I would, I highly approve of that. Until next time, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, the one, the only, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.